0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: We got a half, about a half hour till game time. Tip-off in the Minnesota Timberwolves matchup for the Pelicans. We're now happy to be joined by the Locked On Pelicans host, Jake Madison, to preview tonight's showdown. How you been, Jake? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on to talk some hoops. Yes, indeed. And uh, I don't know if I'm being too much of a homer here. I'm just looking back at last game. There's some pretty ridiculous non-calls going on for Zion Williamson, I feel like. What's going on there?
2: Yeah. You know, he hasn't been officiated as well as you would like. And look, there's, there's a couple of things you just kind of have to accept in the NBA. You know, one of them is guards and big men are officiated differently, right? You can put light contact on a guard. They're going to draw the foul. They're going to go to the line. When it comes to big men, not just Zion Williamson, but really any of them, they're allowed a lot more, you know, just contact, I guess, to have out there. The game can be much more physical. That said, Zion still doesn't really seem to get calls that he should be, right? Go back to the first Memphis game they played. Zion didn't really get to the line and then you saw Jaron Jackson Jr. go to the line 17 times, I think, in that game. It's a little shocking when you see some of the free throw disparities between him and some of the other elite big men in the league, given so much of his shot attempts are at the rim, basically all of them. I think part of the reason for this is a spacing issue, actually. You know, when there's four guys around the rim kind of walling zion williamson off you know it's tough for officials just to see if there's contact they just kind of assume i think that he's just going into a lot of bodies he's not going to score there's no foul because there's too many you know arms and legs in the way putting more three-point shooting spacing the court out a little bit i guarantee you if they start to do that which they've been doing well you're going to see zion get to the line more
3: now uh jake uh what is your take on the dominant win uh they had against the nets uh, anytime you win one hundred twelve to eighty five at the Smoothie King Center, that was uh, eighty five points, were the fewest by the Pel's uh, uh, opponent uh, this season. They are now twenty and 14 I've won three consecutive games, and uh, you look uh, the homestand. Uh, you know they're still able to finish the five game homestand at three and two. Do you view, do, do you view that as a success, or how do you break that down? Uh, what happened in December? Because we were very successful last year, very similar. Uh, a winning percentage, you know, wins and loss in December. All I know is last year, uh, now Zion got hurt. We only won three games in January. So I'm kind of intrigued what's going to happen there. And now that we are in January, and, but, but was that a success uh, five-game homestand in your uh, estimation?
2: Yeah, overall, I would say so. Certainly you would have liked to have picked up, you know, the game against the Memphis Grizzlies that went to overtime and they played well enough to more or less win that game minus a couple of mistakes down the end. But when you look at this team, right, they're 8-4 and four since that 44-point loss to the Los Angeles Lakers in the in-season tournament. They're playing very good basketball right now. And when you look at that dominant win over the Brooklyn Nets just last night, you know, they did it wire to wire and the first quarter really set the tone for what they were trying to do. You know we've talked a lot about that this team needs more three point shooting it spaces the court for Zion and makes it easier for him to score at the rim, gives more space for his- Uh, Brandon Ingram even in the mid-range and they did a lot of that in that game. They made six three-pointers in that first quarter. The first play of the game was Zion Williamson driving into the paint, realizing the rim was walled off, turning around and kicking it out to Brandon Ingram for an open three. Zion's next assist was him getting into the paint, getting a paint touch in a post-up situation. The defense collapsed on him. He kicked it out to C.J. McCollum, who was wide open for an open three-point look who made it. You saw C.J. McCollum assisting Brandon Ingram through off-ball movement, so on and so forth and then things just really fell into place for this team so when they get that three-point shot falling they're really tough to beat but one thing yeah. they also did well in that game and all of this they can do against teams better than the brooklyn nets who are not great right now as evidenced by that game one of the things i thought they did really well was get out in the fast break and run in transition they had 19 fast break points in last night's game the brooklyn nets only turned the ball over 12 times it really wasn't a lot it was really new orleans Forcing a miss with very good defense, them securing the defensive rebound, and then getting out and going. And that's a way to generate easy points, too. Offense has been the biggest issue for the Pelicans this season, but if your three-point shot is falling, if you're getting easy transition opportunities, which are some of the most efficient in the league in terms of points per play, that's how you overcome any sort of half-court issues you have, and the Pelicans did that, and they can do that again tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves.
3: Yeah, uh, Jake. That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, what, what, do you have a magic number? I'm sure you do. How you break it down? Because uh, if they able to do this, say hell yeah, they can beat the TWA. So I'm just looking at Sunday's win over the Lakers. They converted 17 uh, three pointers, uh, and then uh, you look at it, and then and basically uh, uh, then two days ago, then and then I look at the Nets uh, after that. Uh, they made 16. So do you have a number? Or was it like okay, if we can. If we can average 14 uh, threes, or I know what you attempt and all that makes a difference, but, but what's your take on that uh, when you break it down as far as uh, attempts and makes, as far as the, you, you like being in that wheelhouse?
2: Yeah, I don't have a, like a number to put on because I think if you were to pick a specific number, it's kind of arbitrary, right? Because, and this is why I don't love doing like keys to a game or something like that either, right? There's so many different ways to win a basketball game that I can come out and give you three keys to the game and they could win that game without doing any any of those things. So okay. I don't think there's an arbitrary number, but I think when you look at it, you know, the amount of attempts is important. They've been taking right around like 31 attempts per game. That's clearly not enough. You know, when you look at Zion we. Lee- since numbers this year, they look down compared to previous seasons, and he's taken a lot of heat for this. However, I think he's played pretty well, and it's about how teams are defending him, which is by just – basically walling off the rim. You're seeing three, four guys whenever he attacks the basket. You're just simply not going to be able to score over that no matter how good you are. The only way to kind of break that defense is by kicking the ball out and then having these players convert three-point attempts to draw defenders out over time. It won't happen right away. So they need to be taking three-point attempts, and they need players in the starting lineup particularly to take three-point attempts, right? Zion Williamson is not a three-point shooter. Neither is Jonas Valanciunas. Herb Jones Can take threes, but I wouldn't call him a shooter or a threat, really, if you're a defender. That leaves Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum as the shooters out there. One of the things they've wanted Brandon Ingram to work on this season is taking more three point attempts. You know, we've seen him now in that win over the Lakers. I think he was four of seven from three. Last night, I think he was two of two, but those two were early on. When he starts taking those threes, it just bends the defense in a way that doesn't happen otherwise with CJ McCollum out there too it gives enough three point shooting to just kind of open the doors for Zion Williamson to get going so even when you look at a game like tonight you've got to kind of play inside out i think get Zion into the paint and when he realizes he can't score at the rim Kick it out, and B.I. needs to be ready to take that three-point shot, right? Trey Murphy's not playing in this game, but you want him out there with Zion to give an outlet so that when teams wall off the rim, you have guys that make the the opponent pay for doing that. And over time, that'll space the court for Zion. So it's not so much like a specific make number or an attempt number of – you just need to kind of do it in the flow of the offense – based on what the defense is doing. And once they start not walling off the rim and actually guarding players on the perimeter, start pounding the ball inside again. So I think you've got to kind of go with the flow and figure out what the defense is doing and what the best course of attack to kind of break that defense is going to be.
3: And uh, Jake, you talk about pounding it inside. And uh, would would this be a fair assessment uh, when you look at the uh, the T-Wolves and how they're structured when they brought uh, uh, Gobert on board? That they weren't the most uh, height wise, uh, lengthy teams, if that's the right uh, terminology. So, how do we match everything against the T Wolves? Uh, uh, educate the fans and me on that because uh, I- I'm kind of thinking that that's not necessarily good for us. So, how do you break that down, how their structure and how they build their team uh, and with that trade with Goldberg? Because at first, people were against it, but it seems like how they want to play, it's working out.
2: Yeah, last year it wasn't so great for them, but this year Rudy Gobert has looked like the three-time defensive player of the year that he is. They have one of the best defenses, if not the best. I haven't looked at the numbers today with it, but they've had a top three defense all year, particularly on the inside, limiting points in the paint. You know, with an elite defense like that and then a go-to score in Anthony Edwards and a complimentary second piece in Carl Anthony Towns, there's a reason they've been atop the Western Conference for over 40 days. They are a legit title contender with how they played and how they've looked. That said, Zion Williamson loves this matchup, right? Last year he scored 40 against him. A couple of weeks ago he did well in the Smoothie King Center as they took on that team. He does well against a guy like Rudy Gobert who really doesn't have an answer for the athleticism and the strength of Zion Williamson. So I think this is a game where they need to try and play inside out. You know, get the ball to Zion, let him attack Rudy Gobert, and if you can get Rudy Gobert in foul trouble, which happened before, and it also happened to Carl Anthony Towns just a week or two ago, this really opens things up for Zion to take over the game and once you do that you know Towns is off the court because he's in foul trouble Gobert is off the court in foul trouble that takes some of their offense away from them too so really get the ball inside early and often and see if you can pick up a couple of easy fouls same for Jonas Valanciunas he's kind of the forgotten man on this team a lot of the time but he's a big body that can bang down low against a Rudy Gobert he's not scared to kind of play that physical style that the Minnesota Timberwolves Timberwolves want to do, and the second you get Gobert out of there, the second you get Towns out of there, this team becomes very, very beatable. So I think you you should see a steady dose of Zion driving and attacking, Jonas Valanciunas in post up situations. And once the Timberwolves get in a little bit of foul trouble and really start to kind of focus in on those two guys, that's when you'll see Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum come alive. That's when Bi is going to be able to take all the mid rangers he wants, that shot that he loves. Those will start falling. C.J. has been working really well off ball, kind of being a complimentary player, and I think that's why you've seen New Orleans play the Timberwolves well, so uh play them so well so far this season.
3: Yeah, uh, Jake, uh, you know, that's why I brought up uh, the T was from a defensive perspective, uh, but this caught my attention. Now, I know it was the Nets, uh, but looking the third time this season, the Pels have held an opponent to fewer than 100 points, and they're 3-0 and in those contests. I mean, is that something that's realistic? I know they probably uh, preach it. Uh, now uh, that's unrealistic. Hold opponent to 85 points. Uh, like I said, that was the fewest allowed by a Pelicans opponent this season. But is that something that you think? If we let's say we're holding an opponent uh, the 98 or 97, whatever. Uh, the, I, I kind of like our chances a lot if we're able to do that. Now I know small sample size. We three and zero. We hold a team on 100 points, but is that realistic? Like let's say you're holding. or or team defense like 97, 98 points to the opponent.
2: You know, I don't know how realistic it's going to be able to be like on, on the regular for the Pelicans. You know, offense is up around the NBA right yeah. now when you just look at like how skilled these players are and how much of an advantage offensive players have over defense. You know, it's it's tough to do. So when you get a win like you did against the Brooklyn Nets, that's something you should be very proud of because even bad teams can score a lot of points in the NBA right now. And there's kind of a saying around it being just good offense is going to be good defense. This is why you've seen me and a lot of others complaining about the Pelicans Offense and then being maybe a little bit too defensive focused. Part of that is their defense has been good all year. The Pelicans have ranked right around sixth, uh, sixth best in terms of defensive okay. rating all season long. With whoever's out there on the court, they're doing a very good job. And I think all you're really looking to do is just limit the opponent, whether that's under a hundred or over a hundred, that's okay. But finding the right balance of a defensive lineup and an offensive lineup and which combination of players allow you to do that, get enough defense and enough scoring. Look, you just got to have score guys. And with Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Trey Murphy, and some of the others here, the Pelicans really are going to be in position to do that. So even just having like a middle of the road defense, but an elite offense, you're going to win far more games than not. So I don't know if it's so much a specific number of holding them under 100 points. I just look at it as, hey, let your offensive guys go and do their thing and just make sure you have the right guys on the court that aren't giving up points every single time down the court. The Pelicans haven't been doing that. That's why they're winning their games right now.
1: Always great information. Make sure you're checking out Jake's work at the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Thank you again, my man. Of course. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Jake. For all things Pelicans, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast on the Odyssey app. That's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We get it.
0: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?